This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Taste Around Town in Alpharetta on July 22nd and 23rd. Get your tickets at tasteofatlanta.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Today, this morning, afternoon, evening, whichever time you get to be watching this, we're talking to Don White with 11 Alive WXIA-TV here in Atlanta. Hello, Don. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking a few minutes. He's going to come over already. Oh, awesome. So, <laughs> this, is, this is my producer. So oh, uh, yeah, I refer to him as the news producer. He always loves being on Zoom. This is Houston. He's um, a Hurricane Harvey rescue. I got him when I was doing a story when I worked in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on four Hurricane Harvey dogs they got. And I said, <laughs> for my camera part, can you put the calmest one in my lap? And that was him. And he put his... Paw on my arm, and that was it. Oh, he's beautiful. Thank you. And I, I, you know, you love a dog. You will sit on TV. So if I if I say Houston, is he gonna? Will he look at me? Will he look this way? Houston. No, no, no. he'll look at me. No, no. that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> he has a date tomorrow, so he's, he's a little a, excited. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Well, tell me first. Uh, uh, give me a little background. You, you, I know you've been at Channel Eleven since what last fall? Is that correct? Since November of last year, I came here from Jacksonville, the Tegna affiliate there. Okay. And you you also were in Pennsylvania and Maryland before that, is that correct? Yes. So I've been in the business for 14 years, went to University of Maryland, College Park, then started off on the assignment desk for two years at the Fox affiliate in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, went to Hagerstown, Maryland, where I was Frederick County Bureau Chief, Maryland General Assembly Reporter, Weekend Reporter. Then I went back to Harrisburg and worked for ABC 27 for a couple of years. Then went to Baltimore, WBAL, where I did news, traffic, also sports, covered the Baltimore Ravens, which was pretty cool. Then went to Jacksonville, Florida for a year and then moved here. So a lot of times, if you want to be able to, to move up in the business, move up in market size, you have to move around and, you know, go to some interesting places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my wife started out at in St. Joseph's, Missouri. So Sounds about right. Worked her way, way up to Atlanta, finally, after 10 or 12 years of uh, on air. Um, so tell me about what your focus is now at Channel 11, kind of which days you work and, and times of day. That can change. As of right now, (laughs) I'm off Monday, Tuesday, which I don't mind. Those are really good days to be off because if you want to go out shopping or do something, there's usually not crowds. Monday is my hibernation day, so I just let myself sleep in until I wake up, get things done. And then Tuesday is the fun day, go run errands. Wednesday and Thursday, I work day side. So in theory, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I work night side, which is 3 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. I was hired as a multi-skilled journalist, which basically means that you shoot and edit your own stories. So get a pretty good workout in. Um, Actually don't mind shooting and editing. I like trying to get creative with my shooting and then how I sequence shots together. And I would say probably 90% of the time I'm shooting and editing my stories. I, I saw that 
uh, your your colleague Paula Soro was doing something. She and I were shooting a story a couple weeks ago, and I, I saw that multi skilled journalist title on her card. I, I guess that's is that kind of the newer is that a newer term? Because I, I, I used to see MMJ or multimedia journalist as as the title for a lot of folks. They're kind of interchangeable. Yeah. So MMJ and my other stations, that's what they would call us, multi- multimedia journalist. Yeah. With Tegna, it's multi-skill journalist. So basically means that you do everything. You pitch your stories, look for stories, write, report, shoot at it, do web, do social. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I always think about it. It's like the, the do everything role, right? You don't, you don't necessarily have a photographer out there with you shooting for you, right? Most of the time I don't on the weekends. Occasionally um, I'll get paired up. So certain tricks you learn, like I have to eat food that I can, you know, like shove in my mouth quickly. (laughs) So (laughs) have a lot of bananas, figure that's healthy. Bananas, protein bars, um, peanuts. Things that aren't going to make, things that aren't going to make a mess, right? Things that aren't going to make a mess and that it's not going to take you five minutes. Yeah. So most of the time we don't have time to take a lunch break because we're running around shooting, editing, going uh, to multiple places and I'll set like 10 or 20 deadlines for myself throughout the day to make sure that I'm staying on track. Because on the weekends, I'm usually live in three shows. So it's pretty tight. I'll start at 3 p.m. and then have a short version of the story at 6. And then at 10 and 11, I'm usually also live. And that's the same version of um, the full story. And and is it, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of a combination of stories that you want to do and then kind of breaking news that you that the producers say you gotta gotta go do this, right? Sometimes multiple breaking stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the photojournalist I work with on the weekend, Cody, one weekend we counted just for sanity purposes that we had done five breaking stories in five different counties. On the and same usually, on the same night? On the same night. Yeah. So that's why um you know, on the weekends, especially people tend to misbehave. So you might have a, a story set up that you're really excited to do, but you have to know most likely there's going to be a shooting or some people behaving badly. Yeah. I, unfortunately. Yeah. I know. I, I like to, you know, I like to pitch stories on the weekends because, you know, if it's a, if it's a slightly quieter weekend, I find reporters tend to have a little more leeway to, to do stories that aren't quite as, as hard news, but then, you know, as you said, there's a shooting or home invasion or a police standoff or something. And some plenty of those, but I like trying to sprinkle in the positive stories too, because I think people get sick of on the news seeing all death and destruction. So let's get yeah. to do at least a couple positive stories a month. Is there anything in particular? You have a, I noticed on your bio that you kind of like animal welfare kinds of stories. And we met, we met, uh, the rescue dog there a second ago, Houston. So uh, obviously that's a, something near and dear to your heart there. That's definitely my passion is animal welfare stories. Um, anything that I can bring to light with animal abuse or animals not treating, not being treated right, how people can better treat their pets 
probably the most rewarding story I've done was an animal welfare story in Pennsylvania. There was a dog named Libre who was left in the corner by his breeder at a Lancaster County puppy mill to die. And, you know, none of the other stations were taking it because we were being told this isn't a story. And when I hear this isn't a story, then I know it is a story. (laughs) (laughs) So the rescue that took him in got me some paperwork, did a little investigating, showing he was a severely neglected dog. So I followed his case for two years, which led to Libre's Law, which finally established a felony punishment for severe animal abuse in Pennsylvania. Because even though Libre's breeder admitted to police that he wanted him to die, and that's why I put him in the corner, he didn't want to have to pay for his medical bills, the most he could get was a $900 fine. So, and actually, here... So this led to, I could probably send you a better picture of this. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, <laughs> to get uh, the 2016 Humane Society of the United States Media Hero Award. And that's, that's more rewarding than any Emmy nomination or Murrow, knowing that I was a small part of helping to bring, you know, punishment to people who abuse animals in the state. That's good. I, I know sometimes, like as, as you were saying, sometimes you're doing all the crime of the day, crime of the day stuff, which doesn't always have, you know, kind of long lasting impact. So I, I know how meaningful it can be to be working on a story that has that kind of impact. That's, that's great to hear that you were able to do that. Um, are there, other stories that you've kind of got in the back of your head and you're thinking, I'd love to be able to do more of this. If I, if I had the time and people weren't shooting each other and doing stupid things. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Actually, there's something uh, the producers try to come over again, but I'll keep him down. That's right. Uh, (laughs) Always up for cameo. (laughs) He's been asking for an agent, but (laughs) (laughs) there's something that I'm working on at the station that will hopefully launch soon a weekly segment called positive vibes, where it's a, a local positive story in the community that would be aired on TV, but then also a, a longer version on our YouTube page. Because one thing that I hear from people is I don't watch the news because it's depressing. So I was thinking, why don't we just once a week have this, positive eye segment on a Friday to end the week. And it can give some, give people something positive to you know, look for. Yeah, that's great. Well, you let, let me know when that officially launches and we'll kind of do a little, uh, turn my volume up. We'll do a little, a little uh, update. Let people know about okay. that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, let's see. So, so this is so this is always the hardest question for people. I, well, sometimes it is. So what, what's something kind of cool or fun about you that folks might not know about? And, and I did find a couple of things on your on your bio page, so, but I'm going to let you answer. And it could be a hobby or something fun that you do that people might think, that's that's cool and different. Uh, a couple different things. So I also work uh, – I don't do it as much anymore, but I also work as an in-home personal trainer. So I've been doing that for 14 years also. 
I've had a whole range of clients from teenagers to uh, 93-year-olds. My clients have given me um, a nickname. (laughs) 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 Which is um, Princess of Pain. But they mean it in the most loving way possible. I have Princess of Pain t-shirts they gave me, Princess of Pain, Christmas ornaments. I made two grown men cry. <laughs> I, I I did have a trainer once who who made me cry, but uh, yeah, that's that's great. If you if you're not feeling a little bit of pain, then you're probably not exercising hard enough, right? At least no pain, no gain. Yeah, there's so, some of that good kind of pain, not like yeah. where you're hurting yourself, but where it's working. Yeah. So I do that, and then I like to work out as well. That's kind of my stress release. Uh, weightlifting, I like doing yoga. I was a former competitive swimmer and figure skater. So anytime I can go swimming is fantastic. So, so the, I saw the figure skating on your, on your page. So was that, was that a kind of a college or college thing or when was that? That was when I was a child. So okay. preteen, teenager, the swimming was a little bit earlier. And then my son was also a competitive swimmer, but he went a lot further with it. Than I did. He was um, in the Junior Olympics oh, cool. and uh, got to meet Michael Phelps at one of the meets, which was pretty cool. I thought he was going to pee his pants talking <laughs> to him, but <laughs> he didn't. He's, he's, he's really tall, too, right, Michael Phelps? He's six four. Yeah, and his his arms are so long they come down to his knees, and his abs it looks like someone put golf balls underneath them. They're so tight. He has an eight pack, I would wow. say. Yeah, well, that's that's why he is Michael Phelps, right? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah, or was or was. Yeah, still still is Michael Phelps, right? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> he is. Probably not the APAC anymore, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that takes. It's all good. I, I've I've heard that that takes a lot to maintain. Yeah, to keep keep the he, APAC. He actually was upset he couldn't get over two hundred pounds, so he ate ten thousand calories a day and still couldn't get it over 200 pounds. So for his breakfast, he posted a picture once where it was like a whole pack of bacon, 10 eggs. Wow. <laughs> so stacked up. <laughs> I think I could eat that much. <laughs> All right. He's so hungry. Yeah, I know. It. Yeah. All right. So uh, lightning round here. So last, tell me the last book you've read or the last podcast you've listened to. Don't listen to a lot of podcasts. So the last book I read was, it's called Transformed, which is a true life story about a Nigerian man who moved to America and his life wasn't on track. He was a womanizer, partying, having fun, and then went into the Navy SEALs and got his act together and was one of the first African-Americans to work for a high up government agency. My schedule, if I can get one chapter in a week. That's good, <laughs> but it is nice having some downtime to to read books. I know I don't have nearly as much time. Okay, favorite local restaurant. Um, this isn't going to sound very exciting, but <laughs> since I try to eat healthy, I like to go to Chipotle. I like their bowls. Yeah, and it's, it's, that it's way, simple. yeah, I feel like I try to, you know, stay away from a lot of fried food or fats, but if you go to Chipotle, you feel like 
you're eating healthy. And, and you can oh. you can kind of pick what you're what you're putting in the bowl at least, right? Yeah, you can control yeah. it. All right. Favorite guilty pleasure. When you cheat on Chipotle, where do you go? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a cheese fetish. I don't know if in a past life I was a dairy farmer or what, because I could eat a whole block of sharp cheddar cheese in one sitting if I let myself. So in the refrigerator now, I have a couple bags of cheese sticks. And that's one thing that I know it's not great for you. I try to do the fat-free cheese. Yeah, but that's, like that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad little snack, though. You know, cheese. I guess for for a guilty pleasure, it's not horrible. So cheese, cheese would be it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Favorite local getaway? Where do you like to get away and kind of zen a little bit? I don't know if this is zen, but being an animal lover, and then my dog Houston likes playing with other dogs to fetch park downtown. Right. So he can go there, run around make some friends, get his zoomies out, get his energy out. And they also have adult beverages there. So yeah, he's, he's a big dog. <laughs> you yeah. can relax a little bit yeah. too. <laughs> he needs, he needs his running around. I'm sure. Oh yeah. He's a lab shepherd yeah. mix. So yeah. he's he has got, a lot of energy. He's, he's got to run. Otherwise he's going to tear your, tear your house apart. Right. Um, okay. Not anymore. He used to, yeah. he, when he was a puppy, he ate two windowsills, but he's, <laughs> if he ate the wood, but he's moved past that, so he's pretty good now. My my son has a husky, or his girlfriend has a husky. And when that when she was a puppy, she was just all over. I mean, she was like f- flying. She had so much energy. Okay, <laughs> favorite non-work hobby? You probably know the answer to this, going to the gym. Okay. <laughs> I'm That's a member good. of um, Anytime Fitness because with working weird hours, I need to be able to go whenever, which sometimes is at midnight and – when I go there, I'll just lift really heavy for like two hours until, you know, I'm all wobbly and I'm walking <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, I, I do the workout anytime up, up the street for me. I love it. Just that flexibility. And it's and it's not that big. It's not like a, a big gym. Yeah, when there's if you go off like... hours, then there's not a lot of people there. Yeah. I also like yoga, which is really good for balance and flexibility and finding your zen. Yep. I want to try hot yoga. I've heard that that's pretty intense. Uh, I've heard that's good. There there used to be a place over here kind of in, in the Oak Grove area that was pretty popular. I'm not sure if it's still there anymore, but um, some of the neighbors really sweared by it. They they really liked They really enjoyed it. I used to do boot camp, which I would say the boot camp classes are probably the closest that you feel like you're coming to dying, but (laughs) you don't die. (laughs) So we wore heart rate monitors and the trainers would get in your face. So your heart rate gets up to a hundred percent. So it was like hit training where you do something for a minute, take a 15 second break and you keep on going in the same intervals. People would throw up in the class and (laughs) go to to the bathroom for 20 minutes (laughs) to hide. Yeah, well, you you are inspiring me to to put my workout up a little bit more, but I'm not I'm not sure if I'm going to go quite to the throwing up in class level, but uh, I may go I may go a little more. I, I usually go in the little morning. Little baby steps. We... Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I wouldn't more. have started off with that, but when you get to a certain <laughs> level, you want to push yourself. And the thing is to know 
what your limits are. So you stop before you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So best way to folks for folks to get in touch with you. What's, what do you like email or direct tweets or Facebook? What's, what's the best way to get in touch with Don? Probably social media. So on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, I'm Dom white news. Okay. All right. Email, email, not as much as that. That just get filled up with, with junk. You can also email me. Okay. Um, I get about 600 a day, but I, I have figured. to <laughs> go through. <laughs> I, think I, might my... have, I think I might have sent you something earlier today, but uh, it's, it's probably <laughs> one of those one of those 600 you've got sitting there for the oh, story for the weekend. So one interesting thing that a lot of people don't know. So I get a lot like, what are you? Um, <laughs> which I guess is the direct way of what's your ethnicity. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I have every race in me except Pacific Islander, but my dad is almost um, a full-blooded Native American. So my great uncle did the family tree going back, and there were 17 Native Americans, mainly Cherokee, also some Mattaponi and Chippewa. And when I was a little girl, my mom took me to the um, Cherokee Reservation in North Carolina, which was really cool seeing like the bonfires and them singing and seeing a little bit more about my heritage. Is there, is there, a, and I, I did notice under your bio that you're, is the Native American Journalist Association? You're, you're part of that, right? Is that correct? Yeah, and that's the smallest journalist association because there's not a lot of Native American journalists, but I am a member of the Native American Journalist Association, eventually hoping that to go to the conference one year. So, a lot of people will think I'm Mexican or Lebanese or hear a lot of interesting things, but they never guess Native American. So you can say, just say, well, yes, I am. All right. Um, I'm going to let you go because you got to jump. You got to get ready for your morning, your afternoon meeting. But thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Uh, we've been talking with Don White with WXIA TV 11 Alive. Catch her uh, during the day, a couple of days during the weekend. Uh, Nightside on on the weekends, and of course stories online and on social media as well. Uh, this has been another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Catch us every Sunday or most Sundays, unless I'm camping. And uh, look for our Left Atlanta Media Database if you're looking for our our blog, Mitch's Media Musings. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>